Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 10. We're recording February the 9th, 2019. Our topic for tonight or this evening or whatever time you may be listening to it is Letters from a Renegade, and that is the new lore book that we received. This is your host, Hyven. This is Mrs. Hyven. And I am Elemist. All right. So, started, of course, general. Our podcast news is, once again, of course, always grateful for any feedback. Our Twitter is at guardians underscore lore, or you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. And, of course, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you might listen to. So, there's not too much stuff to be missed in Destiny, but um, this week's offering to the Oracle... We had the ghost basically just tell Mara that this was the last communication we were going to send, that we were basically going to go dark, and that she, just like she had gone dark, we were going to continue up the fight, but we were going to stop sending transmissions. So this is kind of really interesting. She's now disappeared, and now we claim to not be sending mission, uh, uh, sorry, mission reports. I'd be curious to see what will happen just with our, you know, weekly milestone there if we'll still go to the oracle engine or not Uh, yeah that's what i was curious about because i mean my ghost said you know this is gonna be our last communication and i'm sitting there going ghost you're stupid uh i'm coming back next week that's what i was wondering if they were gonna change it or if they'll just make where we go there and we just like we don't actually transmit something it's just kind of becomes a game mechanic where we just stick the oracle offering in and get the chest so i don't know maybe they're gonna drop some craziness hopefully that would be pretty lame if it was just like oh put it in the engine here's your chest yeah but you know they're not gonna just get rid of a weekly milestone at the same time so right i'm kind of curious what they're gonna do with that i don't know half the time i haven't even been playing i'll just look up the audio and watch it on youtube because that's what i'm actually interested in Oh, man. I haven't done all my weekly milestones since I've hit max level for a while. Oh, and see, that's the only thing I still do at the Dreaming City. Yeah. yeah. Because I like the soap opera aspect of it. I do too, <laughs> man. That's why I always gotta make sure I get whatever the newest message <laughs> And then the only other thing that is hey, pertinent, definitely to our audience, is the Grimoire Anthology Volume 2 is... Hopefully releasing soon. I think it said in the fall. And then also, they have compiled all of the online comics into a nice comic collection that is also going to have some extra unreleased artwork and things in there. So the existing comics in one large print with a little extra. So those are definitely some cool things that you can pre-order. Or I guess it was kind of some confusion. You can't pre-order it yet, but you can get an email for when you can pre-order it. I saw a lot of people on Twitter thinking that they couldn't get it. Yeah, a lot of people thought that they had missed out. And I can't get anything, so I want to clear that up. Yeah, Yeah, sold out. Just got to put an email in. Like, that was my thinking, too. Like, (laughs) I saw it, like, maybe three or four hours after they announced it. And in the Bungie store, I couldn't pre-order it. I was like, wow, it sold out that quick? What the hell? Yeah, I was like, pre-orders don't sell out, sell, like, sell out. This is really confusing. So yeah, that right. made sense. So yeah, it said it wasn't actually coming out until like, the fall, so we have a good while 
but it really hasn't been that long since the first one came out, so I'm glad to hear, see like you know some good turnaround that they're keeping this thing going, which is really exciting for me. I'm gonna have a yeah. nice. I just love holding my book. Just that leather-bound cover is so nice. Now, see, my thing is, I'm wondering if like they just planned for three or four up front. Yeah, they were already and done. And they were just like, all right, so volume one is going to be these stories. It's released yeah. this date. Volume two, yeah. these stories, this date. Well, you know, they didn't uh, write new grimoire or new information for it. They were able to just right. kind of actually finally compile some of the stories. So this one's, you know, kind of aspect of the dark. I'm wondering what the next one will be, but I have a feeling it'll probably just take one topic and throw all the, the grimoire that's related to it, which is going to be really nice because eventually we'll have like a store of like, you know, just research material. We can go when we want to look up a topic and find all the stuff about it. So definitely exactly. looking forward to it as I have my little library of these guys. We're gonna have to now, now, my question for you, Hyphen, what do you think the, are going to be the, uh, the stories of this one? Well, we could, be, we could go complete opposite and say this last one was Aspects of the Dark. You could go with Aspects of the Light. But I feel like... Hmm. I'm not really sure what it would be. What do you yeah. think? Well, like, I was thinking they could dive into the Ishtar Collective yeah, and everything exactly. dealing with the Vex. They could dive into uh, Braytech. Yeah, you know, you know what it could be? Bray. You uh, could I mean, actually compile both of those into, like, one book, you know? Yeah. Just kind of, like, science. Some of the science stuff that's, you know, built up off of, like, Vex Tech and all that kind of stuff. That, well, would, be, that fact, would be really I cool. mean, they could do one about, like, us discovering the Traveler and then what we've learned from it. Um, I think Ishtar Collective, you'd probably be right. Because w- what was the first book? Some of the biggest topics, the Books of Sorrow and, like, the Last Word Saga. Yeah, and like what? It, what comes after that? Well, the Exo Stranger, maybe you know that kind of stuff, right? Or the you know Ishtar Collective, all that kind of thing. Those things were definitely, I think, thought after. Yeah, I think that's actually probably a good good guess. And like, it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna be happy with whatever it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. But all right, well, to get into our topic, just a qu- quick introduction. Uh, this is one of our newest of two lore books. Um, this one was obtained from doing the draw, the last word quest. Um, and this is a basically kind of like a diary entry written by Shin Malfer. And he is the one who killed Dredgen Yor. And he's currently trying to hunt down the shadows of Yor, who are trying to follow in Yor's footsteps. Uh, we also know that he's currently kind of working with the Drifter. Um, I guess technically... That booklet doesn't say that that's Shin, but um, reading some of the books from the Drifter, we see that he's working very, more than likely, it's Shin working with Drifter to get the shadows out by introducing Gambit to try to see who's pushing a little close to the darkness. Uh, But of course, he has not told the Drifter who he is. And if you want any more information about that, we actually covered the Drifter and some of the information from a renegade hunter in episode one of our podcast. So like we always say, go back and start from the beginning. Um, we are kind of trying to work, you know, on building for our okay. episode. So we've talked about this. Don't make me rant again. Right. Anything <laughs> else to add for this introduction? I think you did it beautifully. Let's just dive right in. I agree. 
All right, well, let's go for it. Let's get into this book. All right, so lore book readings. The first one we're going to be looking at is an introduction to consequence. We must each walk our own path, find our own way. Every step forward unique to the lives we've led, the choices we've made. Yet we're connected, all of us, by choice, by consequence, by random luck. And those steps taken and decisions made. Our individual lives shaped by the person we were, the person we are, the person we claim to be, the person we hope to be, the stages of our singular existence, or so we tell ourselves, lost as we are in our own stories. In truth, there is no I, no singular existence. Never has been, never will be. You, me, your fire team and friends, your allies and enemies, all lives move with, collide with, other lives. For better or worse, to form the whole of a lifetime. Lifetimes? It took me a long time to understand this. None of us are alone. I call it the first understanding. It's a bit of an inside joke. But I think maybe you get it. In fact, I'm quite certain you do. That's why I'm writing you. That's why now, after a life removed from the bigger picture, I'm risking everything I am on a simple bet that you are different, that you are better than me, than them, those who would tempt the dark. This is what I want, need you to understand. Your path is not your own. It is shared. It has impact. It carries consequence and creates wake, both obvious and unseen. And the path you're currently walking is concerning. For yourself, whether you see it or not, more importantly, for others, for those you may, those you will influence. Collisions yet to come, new paths unimagined, collateral impacts beyond the narrow view of your own life, have you considered this? I ask not to sway you. You will find your way. And I will hold off judgment until judgment is necessary. I ask because we are at our best when considering the fallout of our intentions. Good or bad, grand or small, that's all I'm after. Here and now. Your consideration. Or the deeds left behind and deeds yet to come. Who do you claim to be? Who do you hope to be? And how do the ripples of those answers expand to touch the lives around you? Think on your life and your actions and continue ever forward. I will help where I can with knowledge gained from a life hunting the very dangers you tempt. And though we'll never meet, our paths crossing at a distance as we each seek to comfort all that drives us. From this moment on, our lives will never be the same. My name is Shin Malker, and I believe you, Guardian, are the hope I was told was a lie. Signed, S. I love it because it's, it's literally a letter 
from Shin to us. Yep, that's exactly what I thought. And like he even points out that he's worried about the path that we're taking because he's seen that we're towing that line between light and dark. And he's seen too many guardians that he's had to put down because of the dark. Yeah, I mean, that that's me reading into it a bit, but like it's still powerful. I like this card just like life application, if that makes sense. I mean, think about the span of the amount of different ages that we all kind of play with and how this game um, affects everyone, I guess, or you know, how it impacts everyone. I think these words are really strong, especially to some of the younger kids that play because um, like not to get all, you know, technical and on a platform here or anything, but you know, cyberbullying in not just social media, but also even in games and stuff like that. Um, and I know that's something that like a lot of those gaming consoles have tried to um, protect against. But I think that these words can kind of have like a really beautiful meaning to reaching out to those kids today. Like as I was reading it, you know, really thinking about how like our actions have consequences and how, you know, there are things that are seen and unseen. And I don't know, I just, I thought it was kind of cool for the various audience that it might reach. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That is a good point. You know, this whole card talks about how, you know, everyone, we kind of have a shared life or understanding of things and how all of our actions influence each other. And, you know, he always talks about how we, um, people are looking at us, that for those who or those you may or those you will influence. So that's a that's a kind of a cool, you know, real world. Yeah. Spin I mean they everything. say, you know, art imitates reality and and I think that's just kind of what it made me think about as I was reading it and I just found it to be very I mean, obviously incredibly well written. And it just had some really amazingly profound um statements that had really amazing application as I was reading it. I kinda was a little blown away by it. So once again Great job to the Destiny writers because it was a great opening to this book. For sure. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to point out, I like at the very, very end, he, that, you know, the reason I think, of course, he's talking to us is I believe you, Guardian, are the hope I was told was a lie. And I just recently was rereading some of the original, or listening to actually, I was actually watching Bife's uh, video in The Last Word and re listening and reading some of the old cards. But uh, before Shin. Strikes down Dredgenior, he talks about how hope is a lie. So I like that he says here that hope, I was told, was a lie. Because um, Dredgenior, his big thing was all about hope. When he used to be more of a guardian, he was Rezal Azir, and he was known as the Titan who believed in hope. And then one of his quotes as Dredgenior, as he talks about how he hopes... His his goal is to bring hope to people so that he can see it as it's taken away from them. Obviously, he takes a really, really darker view. He just doesn't believe hope is really a thing. But I kind of appreciated this little like snippet, how he references, you know, Dredgen Yor when talking to us and about how he thinks that we are the guardians who actually can fix that hope. Yeah. And like the the thing that struck me is that this is the first time that Shin has actually announced his name. Um, yeah. Or at least in, in D2. It's the first time he's actually announced his name. 
because whenever he was dealing with the drifter um like in the cards that we read back in episode one he was always just a renegade hunter that's true like we, even yeah you mentioned yeah did you just say in d1 sorry miss uh or did you say d2 d2 okay i was just gonna say also i think in d1 when the cards where the shadows are first appearing I don't know if he's specifically named. We kind of just get a feeling that it's him and Ikora talking. But yeah, I think this is one of like the really the first times where like we're getting stuff from him like specifically. So I think this is definitely really cool. Well, like the thing I was getting at is this is the first time that he's actually announced his name. Yeah, to anyone. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's true because up till this he calls himself a Renegade Hunter on purpose because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is. Right. I'm assuming he knows that we've heard the stories and he wants to address us because he sees that we're kind of integral to the future of what's going to happen to the world. Right. It makes me feel kind of weird because I'm running around with that dredging title. (laughs) That's why I didn't (laughs) go get it. (laughs) Actually, the reason I didn't get it is just because Gambit's not my thing. If it had been Cruise related, I would have done it, but... <laughs> yeah, be oh, honest. I grinded that out last last season. I wish it had been crucible related, but I mean it is fitting that you get it from the drifter, so I understand it. But you know. yeah. <clears throat> That's beside the point. I can claim that I'm I'm better than Dredgen. <laughs> Although I'm gonna be using uh Thorn as soon as that thing's released, so Right. But anyway. Let's move on. I am taking entry two for fear of the conquering hero. I knew a man once. Some claim he was a monster, and I agreed for a very long time. Anymore, I refuse to honor him with the power such labels imply. Monster. Beast. Other. Terrors meant to frighten. Meant to weaken. Meant to control. There are no monsters. Only the broken and the misunderstood. Still terrifying, sure. But noble. Conquerable. Unworthy of the power they possess. This man, clad in black and misshapen by the weight of his sins, professed to wield hope as a weapon. To offer it as a crutch. A beacon he saw as false promise nothing dies like hope he'd say and was right the loss of hope stings like no other but he knew something else a truth he would not share a truth muddied by his words and deeds and the grim menace of his presence and that truth hope is eternal It may fade, it may get lost in the pain and suffering of existence, but it's always there, somewhere, hidden maybe, in plain sight, or far from view. This man who craved fear, who inflicted its curse on all he encountered, once conquered the life or death game that would become your trading ground. Seeing you and other guardians enforce your will 
over your fellow champions of the light is reminiscent of the ease with which he was said to dispatch his rivals. But you are not his equal. None are. Not Lord Shaxx. Not Commander Zavala. None of his shadows or the new breed who wear his title like a badge of honor. Dredgen means abyss. It is an ancient tongue. Not human. Not hive. Just forgotten arcana. Another layer of uncertainty and fear draped around a bastard to provide comfort against his sins. It means nothing. It is a void. As is his path. And while you enjoy your victories and embrace the competitive fires of the Crucible, I would ask you to reflect once more upon yourself. Do you find joy in the challenge? Or in the pain you inflict upon your enemies? Do you revel in the thrill of facing your equal in combat? In testing the limits of your might? Or do you take pleasure in the breaking of their spirit? Reflect on the answers you find. Seek yourself within the truth of your deeds. Are you a hero? Or are you a conqueror? One can harness the other, but the opposite is not true. For what it's worth, I see both in you. Signed, S. Oh, man. This, this is some good stuff right here. Right? Like, everything <laughs> about this is reflecting on, like, the game where the game's going to go in the future, where our story is going to go. So, you know, we can just break down little things here. Of course, he's talking about Dredgen Yor, how he doesn't even want to label him anymore, and how he sees others doing things similar to him. You know, Dredgen Yor was known for basically killing in the Crucible and enjoying it. He says nobody's like, nobody is his equal, not even, as we mentioned, those... The, of the new breed who wear his little badge of honor, Dredgen. So I like how they just pointed to <laughs> you there, Elmas. Just right. And I love also that he is noticing that, you know, we do play Crucible. We do play competitive Crucible. Well, you know, it exists whether or not you play it. But, um, and how he asks, are we enjoying it because of the challenge it brings? Or have we crept into the dark a little bit too much? That we enjoy inflicting pain? Do we enjoy stomping on the poor little noobs? Um, and then, you know, is, is it about testing or is it about breaking people's spirits? And I just love how he ended that. Um, how, you know, are you a conqueror or a hero? Because one of those can harness the other, but the opposite is not true. For what it's worth, I see both in you. So I love just the discussion about, you know, there's been both rumors of like D3 and how, about how it'll be about light and dark guardians, about how we'll get to choose a side and how there'll almost be like faction wars between the two different viewpoints of guardians and all this cool stuff. But I just love how we're seeing here how, once again, we are guardians, but ultimately we're risen. Our choices make us guardians. And as kind of like the guardian, as we're mentioned all the time, our actions are really going to shape how everyone else kind of like sees us and I think follows up. So I think it's a, this is a really powerful card just for all of the story of Destiny and what's going to progress. Like, I wonder if that's where D3 is going to be going. Like, I mean, we've still got Joker's Wild yeah. coming up and there's going to be more lore 
uh, put into there. But like, if the yeah. rumors are true they of what we've like... heard so far, I could see the entire Shin Malfer story just playing so much into D3. Yeah, dude, in, in, in a perfect world, I know it wouldn't happen because Bungie doesn't, like, make these kind of games. But, like, you know, in a, like a, a game where you have to, like, your choices shape the ending. Can you imagine, like, an end where we're either fighting alongside or against Shin? Like, that would be insane. Uh, like, I could see that happening in a campaign. Yeah. Where, like, the choices that you've made all along, either you're going to be fighting next to a shadow or Shin. That would be really cool if they could at least... I do kind of hope. I know that they usually don't make like alternate ending games, but if they could do something as basic as when you start the game, you choose to either be a light guardian or more of a, a darker guardian, and kind of like uh, there's almost different paths. Almost like kind of when you choose factions, for like the faction wars, but actually make them kind of mean something. So I think that would be really cool because um, I know that there would be people who pick both. Um, but yeah, it's still... As someone who plays a lot of Crucible, I like you know, read this card, and I understand exactly what he means. Like, why are we doing this? The Crucible is supposed to be implemented to train, not just to, you know, get the the largest kill streak. you know? So it's it's definitely a, a, um, a real card, both for, like, game and just for story. Absolutely. All right, well, I will move on. Is that all right? All right, here we go. Entry number three, a fire inside. How did it feel? Hunting the crow, tracking him through the tangled wilds of the reef. Hunting the barons, one by one, stalking the cutthroats who killed your friend. Was it righteous or pure anger? Vengeance driven by a lust for justice. I know the feeling. I know the sensation. Loss, followed by a hole so big you can't fill it with anything but retribution. I felt that hole twice. First, when everything I'd known was turned to ash. I was just a child then. No way of knowing when or if the pain would end. A man, Jaren, my third father, helped redirect that pain. Give me purpose. Taught me to hunt. Taught me to survive taught me about vengeance. It felt good, like a fire inside, or so I thought. In truth, the good was just a dulling of the pain, a covering up of the burden of my loss through the redirection of my focus. Why be sad? Why be broken when you can be angry? And so I was for a long time. After Jaren died, Killed by the would-be monster and his weapon of sorrow, I hated him for a good while. I was alone again, lost. I had no direction. I felt abandoned. Just me and the whole left by losing everything I knew. The man who destroyed my life twice over, first the burning of Palamon, my home, then the murder of my mentor and father figure, still walked the wilds. But I was just a young man, angry and frightened. Vengeance, the fire inside me, was a weight, not a comfort, because I lacked the confidence needed to see it through. I spent a long time mad, 
at the murderer who played in shadows, at Jaren for leaving me, at the world, at myself for being lost, at Jaren's ghost for not believing in me. My anger defied me, as did yours, for a short while. What I wonder is, have you ever considered? Cade's death was not the origin of your recent aggression, but simply a catalyst for its release. That it's possible this whole second life of yours has been driven by vengeance for the life you lost before your return as a guardian for the world, worlds lost to the Great Collapse. Are you truly fighting to protect and reclaim? Or have you been fighting this whole time to avenge? What are you fighting for now? Does your anger define you? If yes, if no, what are the consequences of either? Honestly, truly, ask yourself, what are you fighting for? And can you feel a fire, even a spark, welling up inside you? Signed, S. I like this card. I like this card and the last card together. I think it's interesting. I think they're interesting questions to ask ourselves, too. Like, as we play, you know? Are we playing for, like, the thrill of the kill? Or are we playing because we really enjoy the game and we want to get better? Or is it kind of a muddied, you know, combination of the two? I mean, I know for me, it's just, I just suck and I'm just I'm just there because I like to be with the other people playing. But for the majority of other people, they could probably pick one of those two. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you're talking, you know, just as players in game, you know, some people play games just to have fun. You know, some people play, you know, this kind of game because they feel driven to, like, help everyone. And, yeah, but then there are those people, usually sometimes maybe not the nicest people, you know, people who are teabagging and send you hate mail and, you know, nasty messages. So, you know, that is kind of reflecting ourselves. But just, I really um, keyed in on the just, the basically us as a character, but in the game. You oh, know, yeah, I mean, it, talks- it definitely has really interesting... So actually, what I was thinking too, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, this last part here where it talks about Cade's death just basically yeah. being an acceptable release for us. Um, because I really feel like what it's discussing here kind of goes really well into our topic from last week. Um, yep, that's exactly Talking about our drive say. and everything. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. kind of folds in really well there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, you know. Because this, I just love how he compares us to him. Because when I read his story, like, I feel that drive. And then you think about, well, what about us as characters? You know, I never thought about, wow, you know, he really was just going on pure emotion. And maybe he's more level-headed now. But what about us? You know, I always thought, like, you know, Shin Malfer would take down anyone. You know, I'm going to continue on just like him. But no, I just love that he said Cade's death. What did you do that for? Was it justice, or did you, were you just angry and you wanted revenge? I personally wanted revenge, and I mean, come on, that was the first line our guardian said in like five years. Was <laughs> right. Right. Solve is mine. Like, I think there was a little bit of vengeance there, and then he goes on to say, you know, was this just the trigger? And you think back to it, and it's like. Realistically, think about yourself in that position. We've been fighting these wars. We've been helping people. You know, we haven't had the chance to, like, 
full-on hunts. Everything's been warlike, but when K died, it was like we were straight assassins. Like we tracked him down and like, you know, basically, and you know, we minions. assassinated him. Yeah, and his minions, and it was like an assassination on all of them. Like it was, yeah. it was just a release. Like I, I feel that almost, you know, that you know, we, yeah. all this, the anger gets built up, and it's like Cade's death is like that trigger. Like it's over. So I almost think that it's almost not like, how do you feel? Like the game has been crafted to make us all feel on the edge. So these words from Shin are like super pertinent and relevant to like our character and how like these cards are kind of trying to like get us back on a on a safe path. So I really think this was really well written. Oh yeah. And once again, that this has been planned. Like they've been kind of like putting us on this edge. And now we're kind of getting reeled back in. So this is this is really good stuff. Yeah, I really like to um, like when you think about it from that perspective of like what what were our motives and everything as far as like you said like basically assassinating Aldrin Solve. Solve it also kind of I think plays into like okay he did what he did, but then you know I didn't necessarily act in the name of you know, honor and justice and all that, I acted in revenge. So when he comes back, you know, <laughs> are we going to feel? Of, yeah. When you think about that, though, it's like, are we going to feel remorse for killing him for the wrong reasons? Like, will we feel relief that he's, I mean, you know, it kind of opens up even a new part to that discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I like that, you know, Shin even talks about that he was mad at his ghost for a time, you know, for, for his thinking. And I just think about like what has our ghost done? From our first res, he told us to pick up a weapon and fight. So we talked about how we don't have a lot of memory, but we've had that drive. Something has driven us to continue on. So this whole time, everything we've been told to do is just continue on, continue fighting. Like we've been we've been crafted into a war machine, as we talked about um in our last episode, practically. And I, I just really love that it sounds like Shin has finally maybe got a little bit of perspective um, and kind of stepped back and was like, what are we becoming as Guardians? We are being tools of war, and what happens? Do you continue to just be a, you know, a Guardian who is fighting for the greater good? Or is this starting to become personal, becoming a little too intense for us? So I really like that. Yeah, good card. Now, see, the thing that I've latched on to... Um, it, that same paragraph, you know, I spent a long time mad. Yeah. It, like, Shin is talking about how, you know, as a young guardian, he was grieving. Yeah. And, you know, that yeah. was the cause of his his anger and hatred towards Yor. And, like, you could just see that he's just lashing out at anybody. Yeah. You know, at the murderer who played in the shadows, at Jaron for leaving, at the world, yeah. at myself for being lost, at Jaron's ghost for not believing in me. So, like, he's just feeling anger at everything. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. that clouded his judgment. Yeah. And, you know, I almost think that he's giving him this, this, this advice, almost like hypocritical, but he knows it. Like, when we hear him talk about how he's going to track down the shadows, how he just, like, takes out Callum without a second thought, like, I think he knows that he's kind of, you know, like, I guess jaded, or he 
he has let this darkness kind of take over him. And I think it's almost like he knows that this is his path that he's chosen now, but he sees us on the same path and he wants us to be different. Exactly. I don't know if you kind of get that feeling, but just based on his character, he sounds like for so long, like the person who is just angry. And I think it's almost like he knows it though. And he's, he can't change it, but we can. That's exactly what I took from it is the fact that, he's seeing similar circumstances with us and he's seeing the path that we're going down and he's drawing parallels with the path he's gone down. And he's like, this is where you're going to end up. No, you need to stop and think about it. It's good. Like that's reflection in life. But like, you know, as far as story in the game, I have gotten caught up in all this story that's just been fighting and battling and, like, now the game is telling us to calm down and think about what's coming up next, which is kind of really good reflective things just because, um, you know, as people who really enjoy lore, you know, when D3 comes out or as these new DLCs come out, the story is a big part for us. And I think kind of reflecting on what it could be will maybe get us a little bit more of appreciation for what we receive as it comes up. So I think this is kind of like a wedding of the appetite for, like, think about things now. Um, cause you know, what's about to happen could get, could get intense. So that's kind of a, my hope for the future, I think, as far as the story is concerned. I could see that. I guess we can go ahead and move on. Okay. I'm reading the next card. Entry number four, something new. Something old, something blue. Sorry, I couldn't control myself. <laughs> I'm mad that you're the one who made that that connection. Right. I'm I don't know guy. why that just came in my head. I'm so sorry. Like that sounded like a joke I would make. Right? Either a joke Elmist would make or a connection that I should make. You, you know, know? Elmist always says, I feel like that's a joke I would make. I think that just means I'm we're stealing his jokes before he's about to make them. No, it's just Elmist <laughs> makes corny jokes. He does. It, it just means him. you need to stay out of my head. Yeah, there's barely enough room for me up here. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, before we get further into that crazy topic, let's read this card. I've hunted guardians. You know this. I've hunted guardians on the path you now tread. Not the same path, their own, but similar of a kind. Some have seen the error of their ways sooner than others. I'm not a murderer, but I have when necessity dictated, a drawing of arms. I prefer the alternative. I prefer less finite measures. But I found most who choose this life, a life in search of answers mired in shadow, rarely grasp the extent of their actions. Few reflect, few actually understand. I've seen the damage done by those who would control the uncontrollable. I won't allow it to repeat. To the best of my ability, I will stand against the corruption and challenge all who let the whispers in. Yet, here we are. You, a guardian worthy of legend, dancing ever closer to the edge of an abyss. And I, one who stands against those who would tempt such a fate. Yet I, for the first time, haven't moved to stop the music. This is something new. That you and I could share these words is something new. 
there's something in you, something about you, not just bravery. I've seen that come and go. Not just might. The greatest fools I've ever known have also been the greatest warriors. You're curious, but your curiosity is not a weapon. It is a tool. And somewhere in there, in the merging of courage and might and curiosity, I see something worthy of a risk. So go forth. Fight for the light and challenge the dark. I will be watching with a hopeful heart. But no, should you overreach, should the consequences of the steps you take catch innocence in your wake, should your path veer blindly towards the perversion of your will and the whispers become your truth, I will be there to end it. And you. But you already knew I was going to say that. Understand, this is not a threat. It's just the way of things. Signed, S. Wow. He's literally pointing out the fact that, yeah, you're, you're trudging down this path. Be careful. But if you start veering off in, in a direction that isn't good, I'm just going to end it. Yeah. And I almost... There's a little visitor. <laughs> I almost... <laughs> <laughs> looked at that as if almost... Uh, almost not quite sure... Not not sure that he couldn't, but like he tells us that he will end it and us, but you already knew I was going to say that. It's almost like I think he is acknowledging that we are have got to the point that we would be a challenge for him. He's so sure about how he could fight any of these people who are so dark. You know, he talks when he's talking about introducing Gambit, how if anyone strays too far to the dark, we'll end them if necessary. You know, everything's so finite. But I almost, I like how this card, he's acknowledging uh, how not just powerful we are, but all our bravery, um, you know, our curiosity, how they're proper tools. I think he sees us as a real force. And not that he's like scared that he couldn't fight us, but I think he knows that we would be either a great loss or it could be a real problem. Um, so I think he's really trying to convince us now. And like you said, he has ended many before for getting this far, but not us. He's He's given us another try. So part of me is almost kind of like, is he, you know, maybe not quite sure or as confident that he could end us as easily as he, th- as he normally does. Well, and, and like, it's funny because he's seen, it, it's actually kind of weird because in the last card, he made parallels with our path and his, and in this one, he's drawing parallels with the path that we're on and guardians that he's hunted down. He, uh, he's basically kind of describing himself then. Yeah. And, and that's... It almost seems hypocritical. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm really getting a strong feeling. Like, it's one of those scenarios where after he does what he's supposed to do, he knows that he'll need to be ended kind of crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he tries to to make 
his path seem all right. You know, he's saying, you know, I'm not a murderer, but I have, when necessity dictated, a drawing of arms. Yeah. Like, he realizes that he's a tool being used, and at the end of it, he's probably going to have to be dealt with himself. I'm curious about that. And I also liked how he talks about how the whispers will become our truth. Just made me think of our whisper of the worm and how that gun is whispering to us. So we see that we're already influenced a little bit by some of the darkness. And we know that was basically given to us by a by a worm god whispering to us. So, or um, heck, What about the whispers from Ahamkara? Yeah, exactly. I think all these whispers <laughs> we see, have, we've been using them for a long time. And we've just kind of taken it for granted. So it's come us to acknowledge, like... What becomes a tool to make us more powerful, and what is something that it's like? Yes, that's really powerful, but that's something we don't we don't get into. Like when we uh, when we killed Oryx, Tolan was mad because we didn't take up the mantle. You know that was something that was clearly probably a little too much. But uh, you have someone like Tolan who was willing to take that up. Um, you know the queen who kind of almost did. She took over his throne world practically. Uh, so, you know, I just see that we've we've made choices that we didn't go too crazy, uh, but we are, we do have these little whispers from, you know, things that make us stronger. Like we said, we, you know, weapons, armor, just these little things. So I really like the play of how there's like a, there's like a fine line. Shin knows it, and I think he knows that he's already crossed it, but he doesn't want us to also. Yeah. It's more like, He's using his path as a cautionary tale. Yeah. But I do like that he does mention, you know, it, it's if we put innocence in the middle of our path, you know, innocence in our way, that that's what's like, that's, you know, that's what's a stop for him. So I do appreciate that he, he's genuine in his goals, you know. He's not, he's not a dark guardian. He's taking out dark guardians. But, you know, what does that make you when you're killing guardians? Sometimes it makes you something similar to what you're trying to fight. But once again, it's yeah. just a really, like, fine line. I really like how it's kind of acknowledged here, both by him and, of course, just kind of by the cards. I, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on. This is entry five. Echoes followed by silence. I've done my best to offer myself as a voice of reason. As you continue down this road, I have few facts to offer you. Only experience. The truth of my being. But here's another truth. I've told you very little that is new. Every word. Every question. Each time I've implored you to reflect. I was nudging you down a path you had already chosen. To consider your actions is at the core of you. I have seen it. I have heard of it. In the words of your fellow guardians as they recount your feats, your courage, your selflessness, you may tread the razor's edge of damnation, but you are, at your very heart, a just and noble warrior. If I played any hand in expanding your consideration of the people, and worlds around you. If I've helped you take better stock of all you are, 
and all you are capable of becoming. So be it. But it was all, all of it, already inside of you. This isn't a pep talk. This isn't a signal boost for your hero's ego. I am saying this because I know things you do not know. From experience. Right now, I imagine you are questioning your true nature. Who is this renegade to define me? My thoughts. My actions. Could be you've been warned about me. Could be, maybe, you're a little scared. After all, the man with the golden gun doesn't play well with others. I leave all that nonsense to you. But, by the way, of a quick word in defense of my intentions. If they were anything but in your best interest, this conversation would have been had with lead, not words. And it would have been your last. And while you have dark thoughts and are no saint, we are all far from pure. It's not the lack of sin that makes the best of us. It's that the best of us feel the weight of our deeds and do not succumb to the weight, to temptation. And I know something you do not know. A secret. The hows and whys don't matter. That's an understanding for another day. But know this. When you are at your lowest, when hope has faded and you're all alone in the world inside your head, when the odds are stacked and despair has taken hold, remember your fire. It's always there. Once sparked, once the anger, once fear has lit the fuse, the flame will remain. Always. A beacon signaling to eternity that you are here and you will stand, no matter the obstacle. And in the end, if you so choose, it won't be whispers and shadows that save you. That corruption seeks only to abuse. No. It will be your first loud words and your enemy's last. Don't question the moment. This is my only best advice. Take hold. Speak clearly. The echoes followed by silence will tell the tale. And the last word will be ever yours. Signed, S. I really like how these cards are progressing. Almost like we're getting these letters, maybe not at once, but like one by one. Yeah, and like you would receive letters. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They're, they're just like individual letters, which I just really like because we see the progression. And he's then he's basically commending us kind of how he sees that we've already done this, that we are truly the noble warrior. He sees that we've kind of stepped away from the darkness. And then I like how he goes ahead and like, well, number one, he tells us that we've probably heard a lot about him and that we might be questioning him. Maybe not that happy with him trying to kind of like scare us. Um, but I love how he's like kind of you. I'll leave that nonsense to you. You decide what you how you feel about that, which is kind of cool because I bet you he probably knows that the drifter has kind of been like in our heads. And I think maybe that's why he's writing us these notes, because he's like thinking to himself that this would be a good opportunity for him to really kind of be that other side. We've had so much of this 
of Drifter kind of in our heads that he's acknowledging, you know, it's time for me to come out of the shadows. This is the guardian that I need to introduce myself to, um, to try to like tip the scales. I can't let the Drifter like get in his head, which I kind of really liked. And then he goes into, then at the end, he talked about almost warning us about this fire. But now he goes ahead and tells us, remember this fire that you had, this fire that we talked about, this can now be used as a fire to fuel you to continue going. So whereas before, I kind of thought that he was talking about it in more of a, a negative way about how this, uh, you know, the spark had ignited into a fire of our rage, our revenge. Well, now this is kind of what he has acknowledged, that he had this fire once and he was able to you know, form it into something that was useful for him. And he tells us, like, that's the secret. I know that that fire, once it's lit, will not go out. You can channel that energy towards something that is going to be beneficial. And see, like, to me, this card, like, I, I can see where you're, you're coming from. But, like, the, to me, this card sounds like it's, it's a letter from a mentor or e even a father figure. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was... I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at, though. He's telling us that, you know, all these letters have been, you know, uh, be careful what you're doing. And then he's getting here, and he's like, you've done well. I see that. And remember that fire we talked about before, how it could be almost take over you? Well, let me teach you that that's actually a good thing. This is how we can use this. This is how it can be yeah. a power to you. Yeah, so I, I definitely see that same thing. I really like it. And, like, this card, like, it felt inspirational to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a, a paragraph near the end, you know, actually a couple of different paragraphs. Um, and while you have dark thoughts and are no saint, we are all far from pure. It's not the lack of sin uh, that makes the best of us. It's you know, the best of us feel the weight of our deeds and don't succumb. And then, you know, when you are at your lowest, like, those two paragraphs are just, it, like, they hit home for me. Yeah. And that just, such good writing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the the you know the the first couple letters were almost like tough love. Like he was being really firm with us. Yeah, like, and like don't go down these. Like let me come to your level and explain that I've been there. Yeah, like he started yeah. out by like let me tell you a story. This is what I did. Don't follow this. Stay away from this darkness. I'm going to end it. You know, don't don't do these things. You need to look into yourself. You need to judge yourself. And then he's saying I already know that you've already reflected. Look, I know that you are truly noble. But, you know, I I've told you all these things, but don't worry. Nobody's perfect. You're going to have these thoughts. Don't think that you're too far gone. Let me show you that what you're feeling is, is okay and how it's going to fuel you to be better. Uh, yeah, I, I really like how, I think you I know, just these it. five cards have, like, so much, like, so tone has changed storyline yeah like i think i agree that it's a very father figure card i think a lot of us could probably even say it's kind of similar to 
like when you're growing up, you know, your parents will give you your do's and your don'ts, and they may even give you the reasonings as to why, but there's a difference as to when you get older and you kind of pull back that curtain and you really see your parents as just people and you find out maybe more about their life prior to children and what they really did struggle with and how they really have been through the same things as us and maybe even made bigger mistakes than us you know like i feel like this card kind of was like when your parents pull back that veil and you really start to see them as people and not you know with those rose-colored glasses of like parents know best because you're just like oh wow sometimes like they only know best because they've messed up so badly yeah and i think the reason that that's like a perfect you know viewpoint you know kind of becoming you know getting on their level and that's, I think, the reason that this card is like that is because as we go on into our last card after this, he's about to give us the last word. We are, you know, the last word came to him from Jaren when Jaren died. He is basically passing us the mantle. So all these other letters have been like tests. He's been testing us. And then now he, he tells us, you know, don't question the moment this is my best advice. He tells us that the echoes followed by silence will tell the tale and the last word will be ever yours. So he's, you know, it's the whole, it's the classic yours, not mine. He's telling us that we will have the last word. And I, I like that because it's figurative and literally because we got to remember we get these cards were given to us when we received the last word. So if you guys are okay with it, I'd like to read the last card. Please do. Let's take it home. All right. This is entry six, a gift, a touch of gray. The gun came to you. How does it feel in your grip? You can light its fire, but any reborn of the light can call its name. That's the secret I'm bound to hold. Just know you've earned it, and you've earned it true. The cannon you hold is yours, but it is no replica. It is a gift from a friend. I've hunted agents of the darkness for longer than I can care to recount. From childhood to now, not constant, not always, but anymore, it's what defines me. My drive has long been clear. Seek the shadow, and your future is forfeit. Seek the dark, and I will end you. It's not personal, not anymore. Though it surely started that way, and stayed as such until one day on a lonely ridge, By now, you've heard the story, the ballad of Jaren Ward and his last word, of Dregnior and Palamon, Durga, Velor, North Channel, of Thalor and Pahanan, of our hunt and Jaren's death, of Dwindler's Ridge, and my final showdown with a man who would be a monster. It's a long tale, and nothing I'm interested in revisiting. Not anymore. Them chapters are old. We're writing a new one, you and I, a final act for me, an unexpected beginning for you. My life has always been about absolutes. There is light and there is dark. And I made my purpose to defend against the whispered corruption of the shadow's calling. I've seen no middle ground, though maybe I've always known it exists. I've also seen many heroes tempt that sinister fate and their dire consequences born of their ignorance, pride, selfishness. I've put many down. More than anyone knows. More than I'll ever confess. Seeing you. Watching you. 
I don't feel I was wrong in my actions, but I now know I was wrong in my core assumption, my core belief. To me, there was only ever white and black, good and evil. In you, I see blinding light. I see a hero among heroes. I see the hope you inspire shining through. But I also see, for the first time, maybe, just maybe, a little bit of gray. And with it, an end to last rites and final words. Signed S. I like this. Again, just a good progression of all the cards we've looked at. A good kind of, you know, we see that at the beginning there. He's got these very hard lines of what is good and what is bad. And if you're doing this, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons and that's unacceptable and da-da-da. So I do like that it's kind of like, you know, change in perspective, I guess. Maybe a little more understanding into who and what we as a guardian do and are. Well, I think that we've changed his viewpoint, as he says. He, That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, for the longest point, I mean, the longest time, everything's been black and white. And now he sees that maybe everything's not so absolute. I love how he says, you've probably heard these stories. Now that we're fi- we finally kind of had the conclusion to all of these stories of Dragon Yor, of Shin Muffer, of Jaren Ward, um, you know, it goes all even as far as to mention th- people like Bahanin, who, you know, was someone that Dragon Yor had killed. He just talks about all these little snippets of lore that we've got of Dwindler's Ridge and the final showdown. And he says, you know, you're, you're, you understand all this, but I'm not going to go into that. I just need you to know that I've been in absolutes for so long that I had made this my goal that maybe I was wrong in my thinking. I think that you, our guardian, this little bit of gray that he's seen for the first time might be what is needed to like finish the journey. And the reason that's so fitting is because, you know, when we got Thorn back in D1, the shadows had replicated a weapon that was gone. It wasn't the original Thorn. We recrafted it. This here, he specifically says, the cannon you hold is yours, but it is no replica. It is a gift from a friend. So we were actually passed down the actual last word. So I think it's just fitting that he passed, it was passed down to him. And in the same way, he passed it down us to us to continue kind of that journey. Well, and like you brought up the whole, you know, replica thorn bit. I feel like that was a really good way to essentially describe the thorn nerf. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Um, but like the last word from D2 versus the last word from D1 they play out almost exactly the same. It's true. Yeah. The the gunplay itself is very similar. So, like, there's no difference. So, maybe I'm I'm drawing uh, connections where there shouldn't be, but, like, I'm just looking at it from an explanation standpoint. Like, oh, okay. It's not a replica because it works exactly the same way. Yeah, no, that's a good way to kind of in, in, you know, tie it right into the game mechanics. And I don't think also, too, because, you know, Last Word was really just, a, it was just a gun, you know, that was originally 
handled by Jaren and passed down. It's been continued passed on. Where, where Thorn was a gun that was turned into a weapon of sorrow. And so yeah. it was crafted again in a similar way. And we know that it's coming back. And it, we saw in the last word quest, Proto Thorn. So it seems yeah. that it, it's going to be crafted again. So I love that, that that weapon, the shadows, I mean, the weapon of sorrow has always been a weapon that's crafted through action, whereas this last word, it's almost um, you have to... This, whereas we, we've crafted Thorn, but the last word has crafted the person who wields it, if that makes sense. Like, it is passed down to something, to someone who is worthy of it, not just we go craft the weapon ourselves, kind of like we could do with Thorn. So I kind of just really, really like this whole... Like, we've been talking about father figure or mentor type of thing where it's just continually passed down as we focus on trying to continue this this journey or these goals and like that's what i got from the first paragraph too you know the gun came to you um just know you've earned it and you've earned it true the cannon you hold is yours like uh few can light its fire but any reborn of the light can call its name Everyone knows it's I'm taking it as our light. I mean, yeah, we've gone down this somewhat dark path, but like it reckon the gun itself recognizes what we are. Yeah. You know, it recognizes that we are worthy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like that because yeah, it sounds like almost anyone can tell you about this weapon. Everyone knows it, but only few could actually have the power to kind of like wield it. So, I think you're right. He's saying that we've really earned this gun, and it kind of makes it feel like the gun has a mind of its own, right? I think it just uh, it's that it it exemplifies a certain way of being. If that makes sense, like you know, it's. We receive the last word when we reach a certain point in our development as guardians. And I think yeah. only because of all the stuff that we've gone through were we able to, to reach that point. I mean, we've gone through similar things to what made Shin himself, you know? So I like it. It's, it's very fitting that all this, this heartache and these difficult times have crafted basically the perfect guardian to now continue on the to, to take the mantle from shin right and, and i just uh so if you guys didn't have anything else i think that's kind of a good segue to this last entry that yeah. you wanted to read elvis i think this one shows really well where shin kind of got the fatherly perspective that he gave our guardians yeah yeah do you mind if i take this one Go for it. like it. All right. So this one is not in this particular lore book, but it clearly so, applies. Yeah, this is what me and Elemist were lore-gassing about last week we mentioned. This is uh, the last word entry. Again, all of our cards are found from Ishtar Collective. All right. So the flavor text for this card is yours until the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. Shin Malfer to you as you journey forth until the unknown. And the card reads, Knew this day would come, and with it, one last lesson. 
There's an end to all things, kid. Good and bad. Sure, the best times seem small and the bad tends to linger, but the only permanent is eternity. I'm off to meet it, and if you're lucky, someday you will too. For now, though, you've got road yet traveled and lives yet lived. I know you got hate in you. Most do. Trick is to use it instead of it using you. But you know, this vengeance is a motivator, not, a, not the motive. Meant to, hope to, say these words to you one last time in person. Writing them down seems a safe bet with the prey we're tracking. Worst part about being a good guy? Much as you may want it, you can't always win. But the truth don't bother me. When you do the right thing, because the right thing needs doing. So when another does harm, cast their shadow upon you and your kin, you go ahead and hunt for the justice needed to answer any sins inflicted. Don't hunt them because you've been wronged. Hunt them because what they did was wrong. There's a world of difference there, kid. One makes you selfish. The other makes you a hero. And I see here on you. And with this last good lesson, gift. I know it feels right in your hand. It's weight easy. It's trigger smooth. Use it as you will. I know you use it right. It's yours now. Till the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. Till that time, safe journeys, straight aim, and good hunting. Signed, J. A letter to Shin Malfer from his third father, Jaron Ward. Written before Ward's ill-fated showdown with the infamous Dredgen Yor. In the wooded hollow beyond Beggar's Gulch. Like, I really enjoyed this card. It, it's, it's not a letter from Shin to us, but it still plays to that, the whole theme of the lore book that we just covered. You know, it, it's a letter from a mentor or a father figure to, you know, it, their ward and it i i like it yeah i liked the tone of this card too he just i don't know i don't know much about jaron i obviously know the gist and i don't know how much there is out there on him but the way they wrote the card and the voice that they gave him and the tone that they gave him makes him feel like a very easily Easy to like character. Yeah. He was truly, oh, yeah. a, he seems like, you know, he was truly a good man. You know, Shin has got a lot of baggage and we got a lot of baggage, but he seems very genuine. We don't know what about his life before, but, you know, we see the end goal, which I think is what it's, he's trying to get us all to get to. And I think actually, not only has this just got the same tone, but this is a, almost a perfect, almost replica of the speech that he gives us. Because Jaren tells him the same information that he tells us. And when he says, don't hunt them because you've been wrong to hunt them because of what they did was wrong. That's exactly what he tells us. Um, You know, why are we actually doing that fighting? Because it needs to be done or if it's something we want to do, do we want vengeance? And then one makes you selfish, one makes you a hero. He specifically says, I forget what the one was, the comparison was, but he said one thing makes you a hero, one... one makes you like a conqueror or something very similar. And he mentioned that, you know, those are two different things. So I, I just like that he he got this same speech before he was given last word. 
And he had to give us this information to make sure that we were just as worthy as him. And then he ends by telling him, it's yours now till the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. Which is the exact same thing Shun tells us. Yours until the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. So he got these from his mentor and he is just passing down what was passed to him. It, that that plays exactly into what I was saying. I mean, it, it feels like it's a father-to-son speech. You know, every father gives it to their son and then to their son and then onward. Where the grandkid. Exactly. It, it, that that's just the kind of feel that I got from it, and it's oh, it's beautiful. For sure, it really is. I really like this one. Ah, oh, those are good too. My favorite used to always just be yours, not mine. But now I like that until the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. This is why I always wish that I could actually be good with last word. It's never been my preferred weapon. Story wise, I want it to be, but it's just not. It's just not my gun. Right. Not in game. Not for me. Like, I'm not big on PvP, but like, I really wish I was just so that I could get good with this gun. Yep. Well, I feel like there's always something more to be said, but I don't have anything else. Any last thoughts on this whole book and the whole or the quest involved oh the quest sucked <laughs> let's not go in about the quest okay okay we'll just stick like, to the story all the aspects. pvp parts were fine for me i just went into mayhem got my kills got everything done perfectly fine that last freaking mission <laughs> Yeah, I heard a lot of complaints about Crucible, but like that last mission was the annoying part, right? I had eighty deaths by the end. <laughs> Eight zero. Oh, That's man. way too much. <laughs> oh man. Well, there was some good stuff in there. Like we saw that the the proto thorn that thorn was being crafted. We were just oh, yeah. thrown last word to fight it off. So it's oh, almost yeah. as like, if. We were given like, the weapon to go in there and protect ourselves. Like, I was so conflicted. I was lorecasming and angry at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a at the same combo. time, it was so conflicting. Yeah, like, every time you go back, it's like, oh, this is such a cool concept. And you're like, but I really don't want to do this. Oh, it's a protothorn. But I really hate it. But it's a thorn. But I hate it. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's supposed to be a one. It was fitting that it was a one oh, shot, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, how about you there, Ms. Hyven? Any last thoughts on this topic? No. Um, just, again, great, great writing. I'm always yeah. just blown away by it. Yeah. You know, oh, that was the one thing I was just going to mention was we know Jaron wrote that last uh, the last word entry that we just read. He wrote that letter to him right before his death, before he went out in a blaze of glory, basically. I'm just curious, what is Shin's goal going to be? He's given up. If he's, you know, he was, I, I thought we were going to maybe see Shin, but he says in the cards, we'll, we'll never meet. 
and he's given us his weapon. Uh, you think his story's done, or are we going to get something from him? I, I hope there's more, but he's given us his weapon now. I don't think that's going to be the end of Shin. I don't think it'll be the end either. But I wonder if we'll ever meet him, or if we'll just kind of hear information about him. Like I don't know. They, uh, unless they decide to end his story with with the upcoming Joker's Wild, I don't see it being the end of Jer or of uh, Shin. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see him in the new story. I hope that definitely. there's some lines between him and uh, and the Drifter, or maybe. Well, and, and- and like the ironic thing to me is that this was an exotic quest during Black Armory. This was totally not related. Yeah, yeah. But that's true. It's, I, I've I feel like the way Bungie is doing things is that they're building these exotic quests as kind of ways to preemptively get us excited for the next upcoming piece. Yeah, I think so. I would love to see Shin go out in a blaze of glory against all of the <laughs> shadows. Because, oh, like, that would like be amazing. Like the Drifter, Vale, who's and some of the other Dredgens we see from some of the old guards. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. He finally tracks them all down. Oh, well, we can hope. We'll see. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and move then to shout-outs. Ms. Hyven, do you have any shout-outs this evening? Just our followers on Twitter. Um, but I kind of wanted to specifically shout out one and didn't necessarily double check with these guys before I did it. <laughs> but um, Lady Kitia, I think is how it's said. Um, I know she's from your clan, Elemist, uh, but just from like day one of starting our Twitter, she has liked and retweeted so much stuff and really just kind of like, I don't know been like follower number one and I think I've maybe talked to her once twice if that definitely never met her before so it's just kind of cool to have somebody that just like supports us like that yeah she uh she went to go help another friend with their clan but like we're still on on good talking terms and she's always been supportive of us and so, like, when she decided to leave, I was like, you do what's right for you. And it, she's she's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell that. You know, there's just, there's something about the gaming community that I've really just found so amazing. I, I didn't know about this community of, like, support and love from all of these, you know, people that you meet throughout it um, before, you know, Hyven showed me just all of this other aspect to it that I've I'd never been aware of. And I think she just really embodies that as somebody who's just like, hey, you know, we don't know each other from Adam, but, you know, if you're going to do something and it's something that's, like, cool and related to this game we like to play together, like, hell yeah, I'm going to support you. And so I just, as a really amazing Twitter follower, just felt like she deserved a shout-out. For sure. Yep. She's always been cool. Well, Elements, how about you? Any other shout-outs? I actually want to shout-out um, to people that we didn't get a chance to do last week because our episode was so long. <laughs> um, I, I want to give a shout-out to Focus Fire Chat. 
and to Ishtar Collective because without without Ishtar Collective, this podcast would be much more difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And like that's going to be just a recurring shout out, honestly. Right. Like, uh, even if it's not said, just well, we'd have to get these cards in game, and that would be kind of difficult. We'd have to play and just hope we got all the cards. Well, heck, I'd be sitting there with my TV on and my laptop on my lap, just going <laughs> typing okay. them all up. Yeah, just transcribing it all. Yeah, we were. <laughs> And when they, you stop and consider, I mean, this was six cards this week. And, it, I mean, that would have been... That takes some time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The, what they do over there is great. I mean, and every single person in the community uses them. I remember when I first heard about them. But now it's like, even if you're not, uh, if you're not a, a big lore person, if you play the game, you probably know that you can get the cards on the Ishtar Collective if you're interested. So, yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, Focus Fire Chat. It, they are amazing. Um, heck, uh, they have an episode that should be coming out like for Valentine's Day. And so they put a poll up asking about favorite couples. And I mentioned Mrs. Hyven. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I think I liked it. If I didn't, I'm a horrible friend. You did. <laughs> You oh, good. Oh, oh, my gosh. By the way, Nadia and Shinobu. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I, the lore community is so amazing. And it's, it makes doing the podcast so worth it. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think I have any specific shout-outs, but I think I follow up the shout-outs of my co-hosts. Thank you all in the community, and of course, all those people who have kind of led us to making this podcast, both people who encourage us to do it, and also, of course, we have people like Ishtar Collective, Focus Fire Chat, you know, we've mentioned like Guardian Radio, Life, Mylan Games, Destiny Down Under, all these other great, like, lore focused or you know destiny community focused driven podcast and people it's just been really really nice to see um a community form and just kind of feel like we can be a little bit a little part of that even if it's just our own little small little community so thank you everyone all right well time to close this thing out I don't know why I was about to say say goodbye because we still haven't figured out our intro and outro music. But yeah, I don't know why I was going to say beat this dead horse, and I was like, no, wait, that's what we're trying not to do. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Anyways, we're working on that, so hopefully soon we'll have some music to indicate when this. Yeah, over. <laughs> we're going to work on an intro and outro. Let us know how yeah. you like it when it's here. But until yeah. then, we'll see, see you later. <laughs> Take care. My name is Shin Malfer, and I believe you, Guardian, are the hope I was... No, sorry. Just Forgotten Arcana. Another lay of... Yeah, sorry. Just Forgotten Arcana. Another layer 
of uncertainty and fear draped around a bastard who to provide ah okay do you level ah do you revel in the thrill of facing your equal in combat in test wow that <laughs> i expect all of these to be in the blooper just like one right after the other right <laughs> <laughs> Just need to cut you in. God damn it. <laughs> Do you level in the tasting? Of, wait, what? <laughs> Taste testing? What? Right. <laughs> but I found most who choose this life, a life in search of answers mired in shadows, rarely gasp, rarely grasp the intent. Nope. Damn it. <clears throat> Just start the line over. <laughs> But I already had a hard enough time with Mired in Shadows. I got past okay. I don't want to do it again. I just feel like you'll prepare yourself by starting at the beginning. You know what's you coming. would think. We'll try it. See how she it goes. She saw the trouble I was having. Right? Yeah. All right. If I played any hand in expanding your consideration of the people and worlds around you. Oh, that that's kind of, seemed kind it's of a weird. That is a weird sentence. Yeah. If they were anything but in your best interest, this conversation would have been had with lead. Oh, okay. Redoing that. I love the way you said that. Like it was a question. Got any lead? Like, well, like we would have been <laughs> having it over tea, you know? I don't know. That's the way we move. Let's have this conversation over lead. <laughs> exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> Would you like a 45 or 22? Gotta have variety if you're gonna be a good host. <clears throat> Sorry, give me one second, you guys. I am fighting with a unruly pup. <laughs> it's all good. I've got her sat down well enough to read this. I just, for some reason, like, vision you, like, sure, like, grabbing the mouse and pulling it from your hands, and you're, like, yanking it back. <laughs> no, but, I mean, <laughs> you know how she gets. She gets this look in her eyes, like, I'm either about to do something like jump and make a lot of noise, or I'm about to bark, or... I am about to act up. Yeah, like, she also keeps really getting close to my mic, and I'm just like, please don't try and bite it. it. <laughs> She's right. looking at you, like... Ma'am. Yeah, she. Time to be done. Well, I tried to let her out, but the first thing she tried to do was eat dinner, like our dinner. So, <laughs> can't be trusted. <laughs> Meant to, hope to say these words to you one last time in person, but writing them down just. It would have been okay. No, it's not what the card says. <laughs> I can't be spewing these lies of justs. So when another does harm, cast their shadow upon you and your kin, you go ahead and hunt for the justice needed to answer any sin afflict Jesus. One makes you shellfish. Shellfish? Really? Maybe you shouldn't have read the last card. Your track record's been really bad this episode. Shut up. I like this card. I'm gonna get through it. It's like shapeshifters all over again. Shellfish. <laughs>
One makes you crab. One makes you a crab. <laughs> okay. Yours now. To the last flame dies and all the work. Damn it. All to hell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Callie's like, this is not the amount of time I was told I have to sit. It's gone five seconds too long. Pretty much. And the wooded hollow beyond beggar's glitch. You said glitch. Gulch, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just about to be like, guys, I did it! <laughs> Whatever, just discuss the card. I'm done here. <laughs> just, just real quick, just say gulch. Gulch. I'll edit it later. Oh yeah, it's gonna sound so normal. No, yeah, you, because you just said it like gulch, like you were angry. I am angry. Okay. <clears throat> In the wooded hollow beyond Beggar's Gulch. Perfect. There you go. Good thing <laughs> we've edit it later. editing whiz. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Another podcast.